unto Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Sister musicians, y'all stay close. I ain't going to be long. Shall we, shall we pray? Dear loving and gracious Father, we come now in the precious name of Christ. We thank you for our time of sharing, our time of worship. Thank you for the singing of Zion's songs. Bless your word as it goes out, Father. Forgive me my sins, Father. And Lord, let this word get into somebody's heart and change their lives. For Christ's sake, amen. Amen. The testimony of a tax collector. Amen. One of the great benefits that we experienced growing up in the local church is a various assortment of songs, rhymes, games, and couplets which indelibly stamp the names of biblical characters upon the fabric of our memories. I don't know about you, but I've seen some funny things happen in church. I've seen folk get up and shout, and they go one way, and the wigs go the other. I grew up in Memphis. I've seen the preachers preach, and members get happy and throw the purses at the preacher. Wasn't ever no money in them. They just threw them. I saw one woman get up and shout, and she got up, shout, and her skirt fell down, and she didn't even know it. As we drive in the corridors of our mind, many of us remember this rhyme. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up a sycamore tree. For the Lord he wanted to see. But as the Savior passed by that way, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm coming to your house today. We are advantaged to have the four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They are not four gospels, but one gospel. that talks about one Savior from four different perspectives. Zacchaeus was a tax collector for the Roman government. He was Jewish by ethnicity. He worked as an independent contractor to collect taxes from his own Jewish people. For example... If Deacon Rabinowitz or Deacon Isaac owed 300 lira for taxes, Zacchaeus would collect 400, pay the Roman government 300, and put the other 100 in his pocket. Moreover, he received a percentage of the amount he collected from the Roman government. This was also the occupation of the writer of the Gospel of Matthew that bears his name. Zacchaeus was hated and despised for he took advantage of his own people. The narrative in Luke 19 says he was rich 
but of low stature. He was a short man. He climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he could not see above the crowd. I've always wondered what drove Zacchaeus to climb that tree. What was his motivation? What compelled him to climb the tree? It's unusual, unlikely, and total uncanny to see a well-dressed man, well-educated, well-established in a Brooks Brothers suit in the middle of the day shamelessly climbing a tree, crawling out on its branches and hanging on a limb here was a rich man ignoring embarrassment and disregarding shame, rejecting ridicule, and doing something so ridiculous as climbing a tree for all to see. In order to answer this and many other questions, take a journey with me to the backside of the Roman Empire. Look at the sweltering, fly-infested land of Palestine and traverse the difficult terrain of the Holy Land, then enter the fragrance-filled city of Jericho, where we find the home of this despicable and despised little tax collector named Zacchaeus. Now, you have to get up early in the morning and travel with this man to observe the things he encountered as he attempted to collect taxes. As he traveled, he pulled out his daytimer to check the names and addresses of the people he planned to see that day. It wasn't long before he arrived at the first scheduled appointment. He noticed that it was an unkept, dilapidated shanty. Desperately in need of some pain and major repairs, there was no sympathy or mercy coming from Zacchaeus, the only thing that was of any importance to him was to collect taxes. And the word overdue was stamped by the person's name. He knocked on the door. As the door swung open, it cracked and creaked with the eeriness of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. On the other side stood a frail blind man. Luke chapter 18, the blind man said, who's there? Zacchaeus answered, I'm here to collect the taxes you owe the Roman government. In a trembling voice, the blind man began to explain his inability to pay the taxes. He said, I have no family. I don't receive any pension. There's no society for the blind. Moreover, Mr. Zacchaeus, my stamps done run out too. I don't have any money. I'm not able to pay you. Have mercy on me, Mr. Zacchaeus. Give me 30 days, he says. And I don't know how or where, but somehow I'll find the money to pay the taxes. Here Zacchaeus was caught between money and between mercy. Zacchaeus said to the blind man, that's not usually my style, but you may have 30 days. The blind man, but blind man, when I get back, if you don't show me the money, you'll not only be blind, you'll be homeless too. 
the guest turned and as he walked away, he thought to himself, that didn't go very well. Perhaps I'll have better luck at the next house. He came to the next house and pounded fiercely on the door. It was up. He was upset and this was his next appointment. As a woman opened the doors, a chaos grimaced as he recognized that this was going to be a problem. The woman's complexion was completely discolored. It was whitish yellow as if all the blood had been drained from her face. You see, she had been diagnosed by her obstetrician gynecologist as having an issue of blood, Luke chapter 8. Her eyes seemed as if they were sucked out of their sockets. Her lips were cracked and swollen. Her cheekbones were disfigured and repulsively protruded from her face. Her hair was trashy and matted to her face. Her face was wet with tears. Her speech was slurred as she said, I know who you are, and I know why you've come. But Mrs. Zacchaeus, I don't have any way of paying you. You see, for 12 years, I've had this issue of blood. My insurance has been canceled. My husband has divorced me. My savings is empty. I've pawned my jewelry and furniture. But if you give me 30 days, Mr. Zacchaeus, I'll find a way to get you the money. Zacchaeus again was caught between grace and greed. He said, I'll be back in 30 days, and when I return, I want my taxes. And he walked away and said, maybe I'll have better luck at the next house. Zacchaeus walked around the bend, and there stood the third house. A woman stood catatonic and listless in front of the house as if she was in a trance. She stared into space, not seeming to recognize that he was moving closer to her. When he tried to speak to her, there was no response. Suddenly there was a blood-curdling scream that sent shivers up his spine. Zacchaeus whirled around to see where the scream came from. And on the hillside across the street, running nude in the cemetery with the gravestones cutting himself was a silhouette of what looked like a cross between a man and a wild animal. The reference is Mark 5. Suddenly the woman broke her silence. She said, Mrs. Zacchaeus, that used to be my husband. He was a good man. I'm still praying that one day he'll be restored and returned to his family. Some have suggested I should move on with my life, but I still love him. He's the father of my children, and I'm not sure if he'll ever be the same because no man could tame him, not even with chains. They sold this man, and, and they, they, they couldn't even bind him. They put chains on him, and he popped them like thread. She said, Mrs. Zacchaeus, I don't know what happened to him. He calls himself Legion because he's possessed by many demons. Now Zacchaeus is caught between dollars and demons. Not anxious to dialogue with demons, Zacchaeus began to step back. Before the woman said anything about the taxes, Zacchaeus says, I'll be back in 30 days. 
Be prepared to pay up upon my return. He hurriedly turned away as his heart was still palpitating. He looked at his daytime. There was one last house to visit. When he arrived there, there was a funeral spray hanging on the door. You don't see that anymore, but years ago, where I grew up in the South, when someone passed, they put a funeral spray on the door. And if you were like me, we came up hard. You had something called a gleaner. And you went from door to door begging money for this person's funeral. He saw a funeral spray on the door, suggesting somebody had died. Zacchaeus says, but not even a family tragedy would stop me from collecting the taxes anyway. A grieving woman veiled in a black dress answered the door. She says, I know who you are and why you've come. Zacchaeus, my son, died on yesterday. The reference is Luke 7. And I'm on my way to the funeral. She was a widow of Nain. I had the money for the taxes, but I had to give Thompson Hall Jordan the money to bury my young son. He said, I've already given your neighbors 30 days. So I'll be back in 30 days. And again, Mr. Zacchaeus was trapped between love and law. The 30 days had passed. Zacchaeus left home at the crack of dawn. As he did every day, he opened his date time and noticed that this was a day he was returned to those four homes that on that one day represented his most unproductive day as a tax collector. He squared his shoulders as he walked. You could hear him saying, no sob story today. They will pay or surrender their property or be thrown into prison. At the first house, he noticed a significant change. The grass had been cut. The house had gone under extensive renovation. He knocked on the door. Zacchaeus was mesmerized. When a man opened the door, he had a piercing gaze and his voice boomed with astounding Authority, Zacchaeus says, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm looking for the man of the house. The blind man that wore the dark glasses said, I am the man of the house. Zacchaeus said, no, I was here 30 days ago, and the man I spoke with was blind. The man said, I am that blind man. Mrs. Zacchaeus, let me explain to you my story. One day a man told me that Jesus was coming to town. I ran to meet him. Some of the leaders of the town people and the mayor said, shut up. You're embarrassing us. I yelled, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They tried to push me back, but I cried more. The man that was blind. Notice the writer Luke does not say he was a blind man. He says he was a man that was blind. His emphasis was on his manhood and not his melody, and that's what I love about Jesus. Whatever we lack, he doesn't focus on that. He wasn't a blind man. He was a man that was blind. He says... Mrs. Zacchaeus, let me tell you my story. He 
then what happened? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Blind, but now I, I see. As the cares walked away, he thought. This is someday a man who was blind, but now he can see. One day I hope to meet Jesus. Maybe he can do something about my condition upon arriving at the second house. Zacchaeus knocked on the door. And this beautiful woman, radiant with joy, answered the door. She had colors in her cheeks. She had just gone to Macy's and got a beautiful Vera Wang dress. There was glimmering eyes and she had a new hairdo. Her nails were freshly manicured. She probably went to the Koreans to have it done. Mrs. Zacchaeus, says the woman. It's so good to see you, she said. Zacchaeus had a big question mark on his face and says, good morning, madam. I'm looking for the woman of the house. She says, I am the woman of the house. Wait a minute, said Zacchaeus. Do you know your blind neighbor down the street? She says, yes, I know him. He's not blind anymore. Zacchaeus says, I know he paid his taxes. She answered, didn't he tell you? He sold his seeing eye dog just to pay the taxes. The woman said, Mrs. Zacchaeus, when I told you to come back in 30 days, I was praying to die. I thought only death could deliver me from this issue of blood. But I elbowed through the crowd and I touched the hem of his garment and my blood dried up after 12 years. My husband didn't have anything to do with me. He left me, but I met a man named Jesus. Mrs. Zacchaeus, I can only tell you like this. Oh, it is Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. It's Jesus in my soul. For I have touched the hem of his garment. And his blood has made me whole. Let's do it again. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. It's Jesus in my soul. 
it and his blood has made me she says the cast no more doctor bills no more prescriptions to file I've been able to save a little money as a matter of fact my OBGYN had to go and file for unemployment Mr. Zacchaeus, by the way, here's your taxes. Zacchaeus said, this is a weird day. Maybe one day I'll meet Jesus for myself. Then he turned sharply toward the third house. He looked for the woman to be standing at the front door of the house, but she wasn't there when he knocked on the door. The woman answered. But before they could start talking, this handsome young man Mark chapter 5 walked out from behind her. Zacchaeus first thought was I'm glad this woman got a new man. <laughs> that one that hung out in the graveyard, she should have bounced him years ago. I'm glad she got a new man. About the same time the woman spoke up, Mrs. Zacchaeus, I want you to meet my husband. By the way, he wasn't nude anymore. He had gone to K&G. He had gotten him a new suit. You have not met this man before, Mrs. Zacchaeus, because when you were here 30 days ago, his home was in the graveyard. But look at him now, clothed in his right mind. Now, Mrs. Zacchaeus, I owe you an apology. 30 days ago, I told you no man could tame him, not, nor could any man bind him with chains, but that was before Jesus stepped off the boat. When Jesus walked in, the demons walked out. Look at him now. He's a new man, and the man broke in and said, I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. The angels in heaven done sign my name. I Zacchaeus, a tax collector, left. He thought to himself, a blind man who can now see, a dying, helpless woman who's now healed and full of life, and a demon-possessed man who's been delivered. Now, I wonder if someday I'll meet Jesus. I've got some demons hounding my heels, he says. And if I could meet Jesus, maybe I'll be delivered too at his last house. Zacchaeus wondered what kind of surprise awaited him. 
his blood pressure was up. He forgot to take it blood pressure medicine that morning. Mr. Zacchaeus was a mess when he knocked on the door. The cutest little boy with dimples and the widest smile opened the door. Zacchaeus says, I'm sorry, I must be at the wrong house. There's no little boy that lives in the house I'm looking for. Ironically, 30 days ago, the woman of the house was on her way to the cemetery to bury her only son. Luke chapter 7. The boy said, are you Mr. Zacchaeus? He said, yes. He said, mama's been expecting you. She said, you be back in 30 days. And mama said, you're never late collecting the taxes. Zacchaeus was startled. His heartbeat increased and blood rushed to his head. He paused and gazed directly at the boy and said, wait, wait a minute. This could never be the house where the little boy died. He says, I was at the funeral. I saw Hall and Jordan, two men carrying this little casket on their way to Row Hill Cemetery. Could this be the same, the same little boy that died? The little boy said, Mrs. Zacchaeus, I am that boy. My mama's worst fear was that the disease that took my daddy and my older brother would take me, but God chose not to heal them, and they died, but he healed me. My mama had saved the money to pay you, but she had to give the money to haul George for my funeral. As the mourners led the procession out of Nain, there was another procession going on. He says the procession of death collided with the procession of deity. Now death and deity can't occupy the same space. Mrs. Zacchaeus, did you know that Jesus never attended a funeral? That he didn't turn into a resurrection? You should have seen the fireworks when death collided with life. Jesus laid his resurrected hand on me and something began to stir in my lifeless body. I came back to life, set up at the funeral home and spoke. It scared the undertaker so that he pushed me out of the casket, took the casket back, gave mama her money back and Mrs. Zacchaeus, here's the money for your taxes. His mother said he's only 12. He doesn't know much about life's realities. So let me tell you only as a mother can. Great is our faithfulness. Great is our faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand has provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me great 
is our faithfulness. Great is our faithfulness. Morning by morning. Chaos left. He thought a blind man who can see, a dying woman who's full of life, a demon possessed man who's been delivered, had to go into KG and got a new suit, and a dead boy that sat up and spoke. Now, if I'm at a funeral and a dead man get up and speak, I'm getting out of there. Zacchaeus closed his daytimer. On his way home, he passed by a friend who said, Zacchaeus, have you heard? Zacchaeus replied, man, I've heard all I can handle for one day. I'm going to go home, get a shot of Hennessy, and I'm going to bed. The friend said, Jesus is in town. Zacchaeus said, he is? I need to see him. I must see him, the man said, you better hurry, he'll be leaving soon. As Zacchaeus' little pitter-patter feet pattered along the road, he wondered about all his life experiences. He said to himself, I wonder if this is my chance to see Jesus. All of my life, I've been a successful failure. I've got plenty of money, but I can't enjoy it. I got a Sealy Posturepedic, but I can't sleep at night. I got a lot of friends, but I don't have anybody I can trust. I've been a paradox of prosperity and poverty. I'm rich in the things of the world, but poor in the things of God. I've had a tough and terrible life. I'm short, so I went to the man that do shoes and put lifts on my shoes so I could feel like I was somebody. Even though many people look at me and look up to me at a glance, I look like the fulfillment of every man's dream. But what they don't know is sometimes when you get to the top of the ladder, you discover it's leaning against the wrong building. Maybe Jesus can do something about the emptiness that fills my soul. He says, I got another problem. I've been a short man in a tall world. I thought it was a shortness of my statue that created all the problem, but if I meet Jesus, maybe he can help me understand who I really am. Zacchaeus understood that a man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. Zacchaeus was a little man with little ideas. If I can meet Jesus, he says, he can help me understand who I am because I'm beginning to see as I search my heart that my problem is not the shortness of my stature but the shortness of my relationship with God that has caused my heart to be cold and callous. Maybe if I meet Jesus, 
He'll change my heart and my life. So Zacchaeus ran toward town. When he got there, he couldn't see over the dense crowd. Can you imagine him jumping up, jumping up and down for him to see? But he couldn't, he couldn't see. As he ran toward the sycamore tree, and we posed the question first, I wonder what led him to climb the tree. It became clear to me at this point, it wasn't the shortness of his statue, but the seething soul that could only find satisfaction and sufficiency with the Savior. In a single leap, he swung up into the tree. It was at that moment that Jesus came by and saw him. Out of all the folk in the crowd, Jesus saw him. He said, Zacchaeus, you come down if I'm going to your house today. Isn't it good to know that Jesus knows what tree you're up and what limb you're out on? And he'll call you down. Zacchaeus slid down his tree of despair. Zacchaeus slid down his tree of pride. Zacchaeus slid down his tree of guilt and decided for the rest of his life he would walk under the tree of salvation. Zacchaeus' first thought at the foot of the tree was, I've got to invite him home with me. But Jesus always makes a difference when he goes home with you because Jesus knows who we are at home. That's who we really are. Isn't it sad in the church and you walk up to people and you say, how you doing today? And they say, oh, I'm doing fine and the Lord is good. And you see their heart bleeding on the inside. If we're not doing good, we ought to be able to say, I'm not doing so good today. I'm hurting today. I, I'm struggling today. We ought to be able to say we're not doing very well. Zacchaeus had met somebody who could help him in his situation. As Zacchaeus walked away, He wrapped his arms around himself. I could hear Zacchaeus' testimony as he sang. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. Some lonely nights, but when I I look around and think things over, all my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly see the road. I 
ask the question, Lord, why so much pain? But he, he know what's best for me. Although my weary, they can't see. So I'll say thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Zacchaeus had, Zacchaeus had realized what we ought to realize. That if you got nothing else and you got Christ, you got enough. Dr. Shirley Caesar, one of the great lyrics, tells a story. I love to hear her tell a story. She tells of a young man. He was about 28 years old. And he lived alone. He had left home when he was about 18 years old. He had a rebellious spirit. He didn't want to listen to mama and daddy. As a matter of fact, he was so rebellious that he took his fist and he struck his father. His father went to him and said, son, you've got to leave. You're breaking your mother's heart. So he went out and went out on his own and he was riding along and a preacher was finished the revival. It was a Midwestern city and the preacher was going to fly, but his flight got canceled. So he says, I'm going to get on a train and go home to be with my family. And he sees this young man and the young man is seemingly hurting. The young man's eyes are red and bloodshot and the preacher goes to him and he says, young man, I'm a gospel preacher and I perceive there's something going on in your life that's hurting. He says, I've lived a disobedient life. I was rebellious. My problem was I had a bad attitude. I didn't want to listen to anybody and I'm going to go home and he said, well, how do you know if you will be accepted when you get home? Because you struck your father and you broke your mother's heart. He says, where I live is a little white house. And by that house is an apple tree. He says, I called home and I told mama, I said, mama, will you talk to daddy? And tell dad I want to come home. I've been out here and I've finger popped and I've had a good time and I figured out Nothing is for me out here. I want to go home. I want to come home so bad I don't know what to do. He says, if you'll talk to daddy and tell daddy if he'll just tie a white rag in that old apple tree. When I pass by on the train, if I see a white rag in the tree, I'll know it's all right to get off the train. If I don't see it, I'll just keep on going. And so they were riding along, he and the preacher, and he says, preacher, we're almost home. He says, I don't have the nerve to look out the window. I'm scared. Will you look out the window for me? And will you see if there's any rags in that apple tree? And the old preacher took his sleeve. And he wiped the frost off the window. And he says, son, you don't have anything to worry about. He said, there's white rags from one end of that tree to the other. And he says, there's a little old man and a little old 
woman with gray hair and they got a big white bed sheet and they're just waving that sheet. They said, come on home, son. Come on home. And perhaps that's the way God is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how black and nasty your life is. You can always come home. You know what? You don't even have to be changed. Luke 17 says when Jesus met the lepers and while they went, they were changed. God will meet you wherever you are and he'll take you where you need to be. You may be like Zacchaeus. He'll come to your house today. That is a testimony of a tax collector. Will you stand to your feet, please? Father God in heaven, we've done what you've commanded us to do. Lord, bless this, our people, Father. Lord, the truth of the matter is all our name is Zacchaeus. Something is broken in all of our lives, Lord. We're like Zacchaeus. We're going from place to place, trying to find out who we are when all we need to do is stop and search inside our heart and see who we are in you. Lord, you said in your word that God commended his love toward us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. No, we're not good enough, Father, but your word says by grace are we saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank you for Zacchaeus. Thanks for Luke 19, Lord. We're not a tax collector, but we've got some things in our life that we need you to straighten out. Bless us, our people. Bless our pastor. Bless our lives, Father. And even when they go home, Father, let them take the spirit that's in here right now home with them and allow you to work out all the details in their life. For Christ's sake, amen and amen. Mr. Brown, will you come now and you can issue the invitation to Christian discipleship. Is there one today that has heard the word and is ready to make some changes in your life? At this time, we invite you to come as choir sings. Mm -hmm.